All right. So on the mind of a football coach podcast, today we have a legend. We have Coach Bartik from Fairmont Senior on the podcast. Coach, thank you for coming on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. Man, Fairmont is representing on the podcast. I actually have a decent amount of listeners from Fairmont. So I, I guess somebody tunes in. So you'll well, you'll good. be talking to those people. Uh, right, I well, there see, we go. Yeah, I can see the percentages of who listens. And Fairmont is, is up there pretty good. I think your principal, Mr. Crabtree, is one of them. Oh, that's good. He's holding it down. He's a great football mind also. Really? Tell me about that. So, so that's the thing about him. He actually, uh, he coached with us for a couple seasons there. He was at Lewis County before that, and he got a job uh, here in Fairmont. And so he's on the staff before he, you know, moved on to bigger and better things in the admin world. And we, <laughs> you know, we lost him there. I but, don't know if it's bigger, better, but when people move on. Uh, that. That's what I'm going to say. It is, and so he uh, he was uh, he's one of the best coaches we you know he, we've ever had, and he did a really good job just of all different facets and uh, particularly line play. He was a good guy to have in the box to know what you're what you're looking at. So just you know all around really sound football coach, and uh, he's a good guy to talk X's and O's with also. That's awesome. So, Coach, for the listeners who don't know Fairmont Senior Football and yourself, give a little background, then we'll we'll go from there. All right. Well, I uh, this is our staff's seventh season. We just wrapped up, and uh, for me personally, it was my seventeenth season on the staff. So I served as ten wow. uh, ten years as an assistant uh, before becoming the head coach, and so. Uh, you know, been around a little bit uh, mm-hmm. with the program and, uh, you know, fortunate, you know, I'm an alumni. And so uh, it's cool. Uh, went, you know, I went to school at WVU and mm-hmm. when I was in grad school, uh, Coach Abbott, uh, J.O. Abbott was the coach at Fairmont Senior at the time mm-hmm. and uh, asked me if I wanted, you know, get into coaching. And uh, that's kind of how, how it started for me. And then uh, yeah, he did two stints uh, at Fairmont Senior, and so in his second stint, kind of got things going to where it is right now, uh, into in the setting the trajectory, and then we've been able to, you know, staff kind of, you know, we all just took the next step in place and you know, and tried to build on that, and uh, mm-hmm. I think for the most part we've been pretty successful, uh, not just with uh, you know, record, uh, but also just in trying to. In the modern day of branding your program, and that's mm-hmm. something we need to do. Yeah, I mean, Fairmont Senior Football, under your leadership and Coach Abbott's leadership, I mean, y'all have been just awesome, just almost dominant in your classification. You know, and you can watch your games on YouTube, and you see a lot of them, and you guys are doing great stuff. And I do. I, I, <laughs> I watch your – who runs your YouTube channel that puts together all those games? That, that is, is – uh, he's currently a junior – is he really? Okay. Eli Brady, who is, uh, yeah, he's either going to go to Syracuse or Rowan uh, for, oh. uh, you know, sports broadcasting uh, and uh, the, you know, the uh, infrastructure part of it. And so uh, one day you might be seeing that guy working for ESPN. He'd be like the bear. He's like the bear uh, segment. Okay on game day and he could do that and sure. uh, and also you know run obviously can uh, run the game and we were fortunate to have a guy like him mm-hmm. uh 
we, we have him trying to train people right now because he's going to be hard to replace because, you know, he somebody like that can take your program to the next level in terms of exposure for guys. Mm-hmm. So he's good mm-hmm. to have picked him up. Uh, he started off with basketball his freshman year. I had him in homeroom and I said, Eli, this is ridiculous. You need to get on the basketball <laughs> train. I don't care what Renton says. You're joining awesome. us too. And so I said, you're fail homeroom, which is impossible to do. But I told him he's going right. to if he didn't join up football. That's I'm going to put a, a link to that YouTube channel in the show notes for this because, I mean, I think I watched your 2000, 2017 game, the overtime game versus Bridgeport. Yeah. That was 20, uh, 2016. 16. Okay. Yeah, it was 2016. 2016. What? Wow. Yeah. I mean, right there at the goal line. I'm sure, you know, if you're a Fairmont senior fan, you're going, he scored. If you're a Bridge, Bridgeport fan, you're probably still salty about that. <laughs> we have a, uh, fortunately, somebody has a great camera shot of that picture. Uh, no, I wish if I was in the locker room, I'd send it to you right now. The, uh, where we call it the catch and the stretch. And so the catch is the play before that. Right. For the touchdown on third and 25 in overtime. You know, that's a bad right. spot to be in. Right. And uh, Bryson Gilbert catches a ball from uh, Jake Abbott and scores. Yep. And then, you know, of course, we go for two. And, uh, yeah, he get initially gets stopped and reaches. And he's on top of a Bridgeport mm-hmm. defender, his arm out, breaking the plane. Like, clearly, you know, mm-hmm. balls across the goal line. And whoever, somebody was on, there's a newspaper on the net. That's line right awesome, there. Man. Great shot. And so we have it's like that, you know, as soon as anybody in Bridgeport, once that was all going on, complaining about like, here you go. Right. So yeah. Have, you know, you have photo evidence that he that he scored. And That's so awesome. uh we have big moments in our uh locker room, our entrance mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. just you know, they they all have like a title. And mm-hmm. uh, that's like that's one of the first ones we have up there is the catch mm-hmm. and the stretch. And we have mm-hmm. that that picture uh framed. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have stuff like what is it? The nightmare on 12th street, something like that. Is that, yeah. that's cool, man. Talk about that. I love that kind of stuff. Like, is that your brain doing that? How does that come about for your, the, uh, well, I man, it's thing we, you know, that's, it's just, it's a matter of, uh, I had two older brothers that played, uh, also, and I played there. It's like our family played at West side and, uh, yeah, there's, it, it's an old school. So there's a lot of tradition and there's a lot of things that have happened, you know, for decades, you try to like, recirculate them the best way you can. There's certain things that should be a you know, tradition, and that's what, yeah, something I've always focused on in terms of our program. We're, we're fortunate enough that we're in a place where we can have actual tradition. Like, you know, you, people say, oh, it's traditional. So well, how many times did you do it? They did it a couple of times. It's like right. we do certain things we do all the time. You know, that's what, you know, the way we go out, what we do in our, like, pregame or whatever. You know, certain things we do, we do all the time. And then there's – uh uh, you know, the different slogans and whatnot, you know, our staff, things, the, the Blue Mojo was was a thing we got going. It's something Blue Mojo, okay. uh, that, that we started when we first came in, just like, you know, you give that, what is the, what's the unexplainable when something positive happens for the Bears? Well, that's the mojo. You got the mojo going, and that's just mm-hmm. positive energy, you know, is the, mm-hmm. is the thing. And so we talk about, like, the ghost of 12th Street because, you know, it's an old, uh, facility. It's an old building. It's it's a cool facility for people that haven't been there. Right. And so that's things like Nightmare on 12th Street kind of plays into that. Uh, I don't know. Our whole thing, a big push for us are with our uh, staff is always 12th Street. You know, we always talk about defend 12th Street. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it's not on campus, not Loop Park, which is our campus. Right. And so yeah, it's kind of a unique setup anyway. Uh, East West Stadium is kind of unique. Uh, mm-hmm. Old Girl's got some character to her. Yes, and, she does. Uh, and there's a lot of history in it. And so we uh, talk about kind of 12 streets in the old industrial part of town. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want our guys to have the 12th street mentality. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you want to embrace that with the nightmare on 12th street. And, uh, you know, for the most part, it's a hard place to win for other teams. I mean, having, having good, having a good quality team helps with that, with winning at home, but also you right. hope that you can add, you know, some kind of element, uh, uh, you know, mentally, psychologically to, uh, to your opponents when, when they're coming there, if they're coming to 12th street. Mm-hmm. And y'all have one of the best mascots of all time, the polar bears. I agree. I mean, just come on with it. I mean, that is fantastic. I agree. The, uh, that's a, that's all she unique. Anytime you have a, a mascot and you're the only one in the state that has it, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the only polar bear and there's a couple other bears out there, but, mm-hmm. uh, you were the only polar bear. Of course, with that, that's the thing about the East-West game. You know, it's the uh, oldest continuously played rivalry in the state. And East, you know, they're the bees. No one else is the bees in the state mm-hmm. either. It's like both our mascots are the only ones. Like, that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, different types of bees out there. Different types of bears, but not sure. you know, those specific ones. So we always get into looking up other high schools in the country that are the polar bears. There's not a whole lot. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a unique, unique name. You know, it's funny. I when I first got here to West Virginia in 2015, we were somewhere and I saw somebody with a Fairmont senior hat on. It was the FS like Florida state FS. And I thought that's a weird Florida state hat. It's blue and white. And somebody said, that's Fairmont. Was that Florida state coordinator's hat? I was like, Florida state, like what is going on? And they're like, no, that's Fairmont senior. I said, Oh, and like, what's their mascot? And they said, it was the polar bears. I said, Whoa. That is yeah. freaking sweet. The polar bears. <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything. I moved here from Georgia. I didn't know anything about anybody. And now just yeah. trying to learn the history of all the great programs like like yours. You guys played a heck of a game in the state championship game this past year, by the way. So thank you. Yes, did you did. age 10 years in that one game? That one was wild. It was wild. Uh, the, you know, you're just talking about that Bridgeport uh, semifinal game that mm-hmm. we won in double overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, you, you look at like, what, what's the best game? Yeah, I don't know. That one probably, that's hard to beat. Anytime it's an overtime game and mm-hmm. it ends on a two point play. Yeah. That's to me, that's like the pinnacle of how a game can end is oh, sure. a two point play. Somebody's going for the win. Uh, or if it is, you know, on the goal line and someone, you know, whatever the case is, you're trying to score to win on the goal. That's that's usually, you know, like the ultimate for for it to be a state championship game and 14 seconds left and it comes down to that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's real close to uh, you know being uh, as good as it gets in terms of an ending. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine the stuff going through your mind there. You know, they score on a spectacular catch north marion scores one handed catch dudes on sports center and then they're they're going for two and then to get your guys you know rain back in ready to go i mean that's just a mark of a championship what's uh what's crazy is because you know there was a the instant replay uh in the state championship mm-hmm. game which is you know nice to have uh and and to this point we've still yet to challenge a call and we've played in multiple championship games right. haven't got a chance to sling that 
you know, red flag mm. yet. You try to be strategic with it. Uh, but what is good about it is uh, you don't lose a timeout for a challenge. So like even like Darren, uh, North Marion's coach, you know, in the last play, we got the stop. Well, I mean, he had nothing to lose. He is he you can see him on uh, on our film, you know, I was rating it. And I saw him chuck the red flag about 30 yards into the into the mess just to yeah because there's no yeah it wasn't yeah, like they're out timeouts but it's not like you lose your challenge you know right. you have nothing to lose you yeah you challenge it and he slung right. this thing 30 some yards I thought it was that's pretty awesome good. that was a good throw Darren and uh, but the uh, like you know basically if you really if you want to be strategic with it you just need like a timeout you can just challenge a play right yeah but. Uh, that play had happened. It's about over a 30 yard span that play occurred. So, you know, it was a long pass. You have some guys down in the end zone, and you got mm-hmm. everybody back in line of scrimmage. And you have some people filtering in between. Well, they're, you know, challenging the call. It's not like if you got, if, if they reverse it, they got a first down on the 10 or something, like it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, immediately, you know, they're going for two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, you're trying to get, a, you know, our goal line defense lined up immediately. And once mm-hmm. I looked up, saw the uh, saw the replay, I went, oh, man, and thought some things to myself. He caught that. And uh, <laughs> and so we immediately uh, – you go from that, like, oh, to, all right, goal line defense. And uh, you're trying to get everybody huddled up, and you got guys still – yeah, because it, it turned into some chaos there mm-hmm. because of the situation, and uh, you're trying to you're trying to wrangle uh, a herd of cats over a 30 yard space. Yeah, and so to get everybody back, you, know, you got high school guys looking at the screen. Like I don't, he called it. Okay, let's here we go. Come on, don't you know we're not debating it here. That's not you know the mm-hmm. issue. So you have mm-hmm. to get everybody lined up, ready, go on defense while before they come out and make the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you guys go out and get to stop, and I'm sure it's just pandemonium. Yeah. At that that point, you know, you're just oh man, you know, feel the feel the onside kick, and you know, the game's over. Right. But even then, I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, you give up. We had to make that exciting too. Dylan right. popped it up a little bit, playing shortstop right there, right. and uh, and fielded it. Just yeah, couldn't just couldn't just fall on the thing. No, I had to make yeah. it as eventful as possible. That's thing, you know, if you get the ball. Now they got the ball on the 45 yard line with, you know, maybe two plays to try to win. So just, right. and, and, you know, or get close enough to kick a field goal. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, you, you know, as a coach, you know, you can't really enjoy anything. Everything has to be like, okay, and on to the next right. play. You know, you right. can't dwell on it and you can't be too happy about it. You have to go right. on to the next play. And that's like mm-hmm. the, the two point play was crazy. Uh, we still had our timeout. You know, we pride ourselves on clock management. That's one of our, our big things. We don't burn timeouts. We always have them at the end. Uh, we, we usually mm-hmm. do a good job. I always feel like of managing the clock in late situations, like people will use them too soon or mm-hmm. people will start doing things too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we always play the game until, until you have to. Uh, mm-hmm. If you start trying to manage that too, too early, then you find yourself, you know, like play yourself out of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to burn two timeouts on punt mm-hmm. returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was not happy about that, and uh, ultimately it didn't end up hurting. I was worried about that. Like that's gonna come back to hurt us, man. We had we had to burn two timeouts in the second half mm-hmm. on punt returns, both of which we did not 
they maintain possession. The one we, we mm-hmm. muffed the punt, and then the next time we set up against the fake punt, and they ran it and got it, and we did not – we still didn't – we didn't mm-hmm. come out of timeout well. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was frustrating stuff. And so – but we still managed to have a timeout. We were able to call it. Uh, they came back, ran the same thing, trying to get us to jump to get, you know, a couple – you know, get a yard and a half. Uh, we didn't. Uh, so they called their time out. Yeah, I mean, then you get into mm-hmm. the, you know, it was the cat mouse game there too mm-hmm. on that last play. I mean, that, that play happened three times. <laughs> There's, you mm-hmm. know, two timeouts were called uh, before it actually was snapped. So I mean, just you know, a lot of a lot of uh, anxiety, a lot of intensity, and for a uh, viewer, I'm sure they had a great time watching that game. Yes, we did. I had people texting me from all all kinds of states, like, "Hey, this game is awesome," you know. <laughs> yeah. It's great what the SSAC does with Metro News to put that game out so people can watch it live. And that's just really neat for, for fans. And, and they're a high-quality broadcast. I mean, they do a good job. They really do. And that's one thing moving here. You know, if people talk about Florida and Georgia having really good football. And there is really good football. There's really, there's really good football here, too. But in Florida and Georgia, you don't get the same coverage because there's, there's so many more teams Right. You know what I mean? There's just there's just so many teams and the state championship games are usually on like a cable channel. I mean, here you can get on route, but some of those you have to pay pay to watch them. I think in Florida right. you have to actually pay to watch it. Not in Georgia, it's on Georgia Public Broadcasting, but it's just cool how it's free for people to watch it and check out great football like like your team. Yeah. And that's and on top of I mean it's yeah, it's like high quality stuff mm-hmm. and they their production is I mean it's yeah, it's bar none. I mean, it's it's as good as watching any uh, college game the way mm-hmm. they they uh, produce it. Agreed. What's it like going? I've never been to Wheeling. What what is the experience there for us who have not been to Wheeling Park? And like, how does that? How does your team? Your team's probably used to that now. You know, going there and get ready for state championship game. How does? What is that like for you as a coach going through all that? Uh, it, you know, we are fortunate to have gone more than once, and that's the thing. Like, you, know, you go once and you learn a lot. Uh, the first time and it doesn't matter people can tell you things but you have to experience it to you know it's one of those things to learn and you always hope like man I hope we get a chance to do this again because this you know or we're going to do that and uh you know I was on the staff uh when I was the coordinator uh with uh coach Abbott uh it was his last season and that we we made it and that was the first time in this string here that we've put together that we made it to championship game uh, we lost to Mingo Central, uh, who also their first time, obviously. So both teams kind of first time being there. Uh, they were really good, though. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we did some things. Like, we had a, a solid team also. But uh, we did some things that, like, ah, you know what? We, like, go about a little bit different. That's what Coach Abbott always told me. Like, you get back. Dude. He, you know, that was his thing. You guys get back here. You need to remember this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had, like, our little – list of things and so fortunately we went back the following year and then we lost in a uh another classic championship game that time it didn't work out for us uh mm-hmm. we lost by three to bluefield mm-hmm. uh and you know fortunately we had a good team coming back who used that as fuel uh mm-hmm. really the entire off season it was the most committed group you know we i've uh been around mm-hmm. that we've had here in 17 years to get back and you know we had a really dominant comp team then that uh, went on we won mm-hmm. uh natural blue field and so like you know right there you got playing three years in a row it's so, like you know one hand yeah it's you're 
obviously thankful for doing that, but you don't want your guys to take it for granted. Like anytime right. you get there, man, uh, there was a, the, the number one thing is just, you can't like, you want, you want to enjoy it, obviously. And you want to look around smell the roses a little bit, but you have to remember you're trying to win a game and it's going to be a really intense game. Right. Uh, hmm. And I thought like, you know, the first round of that, us getting there, you know, we won on an emotional play against Bridgeport. I hadn't mm-hmm. beat them in a decade. We beat them on a two-point play in double overtime. And it was like, mm-hmm. wait, we got to play another game. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so right. uh, it was just like, you know, you learn from it each step of the way. And I mm-hmm. I, I think just that, that probably the biggest thing is staying focused on winning the game. But you also have to, like, you know, the same deal. It's a big game atmosphere. It mm-hmm. carries with it a completely different intensity than all the other games that they played in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about using that and not, you know, getting uh, caught up in it and it distracting uh, is the one. But, you know, when you get there, you never know how many times you're going to get that opportunity again. So you play to win. And that's like, you know, we're, we're never just satisfied to be there because you never know. I mean, you might not get that chance ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Hunter with uh, Metro News. He had uh, asked me for the game when we were the 16 seed and we mm-hmm. made it. Uh, and you know, pulled off a couple upsets and made our way to the championship game. He said, "Well, I mean, this is kind of this is like uh, you know, money in the bank. You know, you guys made it here now. Just kind of see what happens." I said, "Absolutely not." I said, "No, man. <laughs> you know, we are here to win. We're going to play to win. Like you know, we're not here to see what happens. We're here to we're we're trying to win this thing because you never know. We might not be back, uh, and that's kind of the biggest thing. But it's a really cool experience for kids. Uh, you know, you have that, and depending on where you are." If you have to stay there or not, that adds a whole other element of logistics. So you as the coach, again, you really don't get to enjoy it. Uh, for you, it's added logistics to everything that you're doing mm-hmm. on a typical game day. And it's like you like you want to enjoy as much as you can, but really it's it's hard mm-hmm. to. It's not realistic. You have to, you know, you want them to enjoy it. Uh, but, like, you, you have to you, – you're focused on the routine at that point. It's kind of like you're checking off the boxes as you mm-hmm. go and kick mm-hmm. off really what it turns into but 100 carries with it you know different a completely different uh uh experience uh they have a pre-game walkthrough we do ours at martin's ferry high school mm-hmm. they have really cool stadiums old racetrack stadium and just mm-hmm. stuff like that so the kids have been it more than once you know like oh man we're going to martin's ferry this year for the walkthrough and just like you know to be able to mm-hmm. have that uh and they they know about the process of it you know it's cool to talk about the island and on top mm-hmm. of venues you know ours is ours is on an island so like you could say you know go to the island yeah it's a mm-hmm. so yeah i wonder if they'll keep it because they're going to they're rebidding that right this next year yeah they are that was a long answer sorry but there's you no, know, no this it's a podcast man we got time this ain't this ain't a news was... interview let's just do it because <laughs> there's all kinds of little ins now it's best thing like the uh yeah if they get to keep it i don't know i don't know how that's how it's going to shake out i know wvu has shown interest Mm-hmm. And hosting. Mm-hmm. I don't know hey, if they would win out in the bid. Hey, I'll tell you this. My junior year of high school, we won the state championship and we played it at Doug Campbell Stadium. Yeah. My senior year, it got rebid and we went to the state championship game and won it again and we played it in the swamp. That was a cool experience. Say, yeah. That was freaking cool. And that's back to back years. You go from Florida State to Florida. Yeah. In back to back championship games. Like that's. That's a good time to be alive, you know. 
everything's yeah, timing, was... man. Like, you know, you're, you happen to be, you win it back to back years. It was on a bubble year of bids. I think, yeah, it was right. different venue. That's pretty cool. That was, and then it got me thinking about my experience at WVU would want to host or win the bid. That would be cool for kids around the state if that would happen. I think Wheeling's great too. I mean, I'm not taking away from that, but it would be cool. Like, man, what kid doesn't dream of playing a football game at Mountaineer on Mountaineer Field? Yeah. You know, or even like Marshall of one year, Huntington wanted to. That's why I know if maybe they would like rotate it. You know, they could do that like every two years or something, go back and forth between Morgantown and Huntington. Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. Wheeling's just good because it's a 10,000 or so seat stadium. Right. So it never looks too empty. Right. But if it fills up, I mean, it's loud. It's a loud venue mm-hmm. because the, the bleachers are right on top of you. Right. Uh, and the locker rooms are right under the bleachers on the sidelines. So like, okay. And you park on the street mm-hmm. right behind your locker room, you get to go directly in. So like nice. the setup of it is ideal for it's it. really football. good. Okay. And that's it's hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the casino right there. I mean, that's good for you know the fan aspect of it. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit more around it. I mean, it, it'd be hard to argue to ever move it there uh, mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. That that's the thing. In terms of being centralized in the state, obviously WVU would be more centralized than mm-hmm. Wheeling. Uh, I don't know. If Braxton County, if Flatwoods, I was just there last night, the pilot, and I always think every time I go by there, they could have the Braxton Bowl in the middle of that open space in that shopping plaza. They could have a stadium, a hotel, parking garage, and like have concerts there and stuff. And we could just have all kinds of, you know, let's just do it there in the center of the state, the Braxton Bowl. The Braxton Bowl. I like it. Let's let's do that. Let's market that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So I got to go back to a comment you said. You were grading the film from the state championship game. That is awesome. Yeah. Man, I I've been a couple. I've been one. I've been one as a coach, and we got hammered. Uh, I didn't grade that film because we got destroyed. (laughs) I probably should have. No, so so it, it might take some time on those. But you end up getting there. The one we lost, uh, that was my first year. First year as head coach. You know, we made it. Uh, made it to the championship game and lost to Bluefield uh, by three. We had a chance, kind of went at the end. We got in the red zone. We were able to throw the ball in the end zone. Uh, a couple seconds left. Uh, no, I think ultimately it was picked off. I mean, it was like, yeah, it was a, kind of a, Tough situ- yeah, yeah. situation to be in. It was a low uh, outcome possibility, but uh, we still gave ourselves a chance at the end. Mm-hmm. We lost, you know, lost by three. It was kind of, yeah, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot out of you. I remember I didn't watch that film. Uh, I mean, it was it, it took a week or two before I graded it, but you know, mm-hmm. ultimately have to. Yeah, you know, right. we break for our things we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that long. I might have watched it. Maybe it was it was less than a week. I feel like, but right. I, I watched it once and I never watched it again. <laughs> like that was, yeah. uh, and I was like, oh, I'm not. I can't revisit that. Then like a couple years go by and you start looking back at your old stuff and you do it. But right. it, it was it was a long time before I could actually watch that thing in its entirety. That's awesome. I mean, because you being at one place for 17 years, that is not very common these days. I think that's really no. cool. That's no, really no, neat. It's not. Uh, it helps, you know, with, uh, 
uh, that helps a lot. And I guess you, know, you can look at if you if you're in different place, if you got to move, uh, I don't know, getting like getting things how you want to do something, mm-hmm. uh, starting a new energy someplace. You know, there's that opportunity too. It's kind of like you know. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you create that without going anywhere? <laughs> it's like you know mm-hmm. you're in the same program mm-hmm. at times because uh, even when you're successful, you know there's different batches of guys coming through. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, they're teenage kids, like they they need now, and uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our world is instant, and it's hard to you know always sell tradition to them and culture when they just see. Oh look, these guys have uh, all black uniforms. Uh, some college at school. Can we do that? It's like that, that's not our thing, guys. That's all we do. You know, right. it's like it's hard to you know ring them back into everything you've been doing here. Is obviously is that something that we do? No. Okay, guys, we don't. You know, that there's a reason. Like you're part of something that's special for a different reason. Mm-hmm. And so you know you have to enjoy that. But they don't. Yeah. Ultimately, they don't necessarily see it that way. Of well, can we do that too? Can we do this? Yeah, it's always yeah. Right. Well, they were like everybody else, guys. And then we're just going. Everybody else is going. Right. That's like when people ask me about midnight practices, the first day of practice, I just go, no, I'm good. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. like, no. I mean, some people do. and that's, It's great right. for them. I just, that's not us. Like, I don't, like, no, no thanks. <laughs> that's what, you know, if you have suggestions, I say, yeah, guys, there's all kinds of things we could do. <laughs> sure. There's all, we could do it. We could practice at 3 a.m. I mean, what do you, I mean, you know, we, all kinds of stuff, right. guys. That's awesome. And yeah, I love when we preach about midnight. Yeah, no, Jeez. we threw with you guys in the summer and I just loved your relationship with your players. Like you could just speak very honestly to them and they took it. That's really good. I mean, I, but I mean, I think it was so, so cool to watch that happen. You weren't demeaning. You weren't any of that. It was just, you were, here's how it needs to go. Let's do this. And they just locked in and did it. And that's a, testament to you and your your staff it's awesome i appreciate that uh that's been you know i I think that's something that we've uh uh we've done well over the years uh you know currently uh, a big holdover also from coach abbott's staff uh to now uh, coach abbott coach manella they went to uh fairmont state coach for a few seasons before coming back and uh coaching and those guys they brought with them a lot of uh a lot of knowledge uh, from that experience, um, Shrom Shafi uh, was a guy who was a defense coordinator at Fairmont, and he ended up for his year of transition before he went to Cal PA was our mm. defense coordinator. Oh, wow. I, I got to learn under him. And mm. I was saying, yeah, right prior to becoming our defense coordinator and then you know, become a head coach, that was a big experience uh, just for mm. me personally. I think, yeah, those little things help to elevate our program. Like we already, I feel like we're, we were a solid program. There's little things that elevate us a little bit mm-hmm. uh, into that's thing. It's just blunt honesty. And that's what we hit them with in the beginning. And that way, even when they're doing well, you know, you, you tell them they're doing well, they know we're not blowing smoke as the uh, phrase goes. Cause right. we're going to tell you we're doing well too. And that's important. Uh, you can't just always tell them when they got to get something corrected. You tell them why you did that correctly. Here's why you did that correctly. You're trying to try to do that from now on, and so just uh, you know that's uh, you know plain talk with them, uh, and in that way it's the it's kind of the car alarm aspect of when you are on them, they know it's for a reason because you know uh, you're always honest with them, so they know they know 
they're, they're not going to tune you out because everything's not an emergency. It's not skies falling at all times. Right. You know? Right. And you, you you're settled into uh, your communication versus when you when they know. All right. Oh man, now this is a heightened uh, situation, and that's what seven on seven is great because there is no heightened situation seven on seven. That's the whole right. point of it. That's what's right. That's what's great about it. Coach, man, that's awesome. Coach, thank you for joining us today, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I love texting with it. You're always a good time and so much you have so much wisdom. I just really appreciate it. No, it's it's good, man. That's what uh, I like the I like your uh I didn't realize I knew you're from down south and had played in Florida and realized you had the Florida State and Swamp experience. That's That's pretty cool. Who'd you play for? Trinity Jacksonville, Trinity Christian. Uh I think the school now has seven some state championships. There's all kinds of guys that played college football or NFL from there now. Yeah. Um, yeah, my family still lives. My family lives now. Well, they don't still live. They moved recently, but they live about five minutes from where I went to high school. Um, and the coaches won like 200 games or something like that. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's a, it's a really good program. <laughs> they've been, they've, they've been really good for a long time. That's awesome. Especially in Florida. That's a big deal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's still football, you know what I mean? I watch right. stuff from there. It's like it's just like football here. I mean, it's, it's right. just the same deal. The same, people run the same stuff. General, generally the same. And right. There's there's kids here that can play down there for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what uh, you know. We our guys go to these camps uh, and guys go to combines. Uh, there's recruiting combines, and you get to see it's just you know other states have more people, but like in terms of you know per capita, you know like you know the state of West Virginia had, I think we were two or three in terms of per capita guys getting drafted in the NFL mm-hmm. and signing or drafted mm-hmm. last draft. You know, it was like mm-hmm. Louisiana, Mississippi, West Virginia. We're the three top states per capita mm-hmm. of guys. So it's just like, you know, things to keep in perspective. I feel like over the past decade uh, or two, I don't know, like, you know, I, this is my 17th season in coaching in West Virginia. And just the, the jump is I remember, man, back – when I first started off, that was always a talk. There's only a couple guys getting through. How do we get them? How come we don't have the exposure of other people? And so I feel like as time has gone, we do. Mm-hmm. Like we, we've grown and expanded on that. And, like, the quality of ball here has improved. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, say, top-heavy in terms of, like, you got – there's a lot of coaches out there doing a lot of good things. And that's saying, like, you know, a lot of great uh, guys running systems and being smart and, like, uh, this is a lot of smart ball in the state of West Virginia. Now, I think in, in our guys, fortunately, uh, players have been, you know, expanding on scholarship opportunity and college opportunity also. Mm-hmm. So it's like that that scene has now, you know, come to West Virginia. And we've kind of I really feel like I've caught up on the whole the whole recruiting in high school to college football scene. You know, that thing, that animal that it is like we're a part of that. I, I mm-hmm. firmly believe and it's uh, it's really happened. Uh, in the last decade, it looks like it, it's improved. Mm-hmm. Coach, I agree 100%. And you're a big part of that. I appreciate it. Uh, you too, brother. Was, yeah, awesome, absolutely. Man. Awesome. Absolutely.